All right, there goes Ribby. It's 848 on the ticket. There's another one of our favorites that's coming to town for a golf event. We'll talk golf and hockey with the great Mike Madano next. Gordo's Corner, fast approaching, coming up here at 9.15. But on our phone now is a DFW sports legend. He moved down with the North Stars, who became the Dallas Stars, helped lead them to uh, skate the cup in 1999. He is a hockey Hall of Famer, and he's coming in town to play some golf. He is going to be a part of the... Invited Celebrity Classic, presented by Choctaw Casinos and Resorts at Los Colinas Country Club later this month from the 21st to the 23rd. It is the great Mike Madano. Morning. Morning, guys. It's been a while. It has been a while. It's good to talk to you again, and we hear you're getting the kids ready for school. Yeah, this Mr. Mom, Mr. Uh, Mom thing is uh, it's a grind. I never thought uh, what I was in for. So uh, this <laughs> Down, but uh, yeah, we uh, we're the last day today, and then we're off to our uh, fifth annual Disney cruise for spring break tomorrow. So, oh boy, how did that go? So I'm going to be real tight when I get off that boat next Tuesday and uh, go to Dallas. Man, you're a brave man for taking that yeah. on the Disney cruise. How many, and how many kids you have now? Um. I think we're 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 at five now, so that's it. Oh my gosh! You think you're at five now? <laughs> it's hard yeah. to count when you get up that high. <laughs> it is, yeah, it is. You lose like count sometimes when you get that high. Wow! <laughs> Feels like eleven. Yeah, so you're going to be here soon for that golf event, the Invited Celebrity Classic, Las Colinas Country Club in Irving. We've always known you've played a ton of golf. You're probably looking forward to that event, and I think you told us once you. You've played at Augusta National, is that correct? I did, I did. I did the, uh, that was my retirement gift from uh, Mr. Hicks. So myself and Brett Hall and him and Bill Musselman went down to, to Augusta for a few days, and it was amazing. It was great. One of my, uh, it was a highlight. So it's wow. a pretty good treat for, the, uh, for, for hanging up the skates. So it was a great weekend. Well, you're a scratch player, or you were a scratch player, I've always I've always said each kid's worth at least two or three shots. I don't know if you still are or not, but what? So how did you how did you play when you played at Augusta? Um, you know, it was pretty. It was it wasn't bad. You know, I I I can see where they needed to make the course longer. I think from the members' tees, it's it's really a bit of a short course, and you can see how you know Tiger back in the day just ate that thing alive. You know, he just had to hit a three wood around there and get it around. So. But, uh, you know, you look back in those shoots, like on, um, you know, on 18 and some of those tee boxes that they added way back there in the woods, it's like, man, it's just a shoot. And so they got to, you know, they got to hit it long and straight off the tee for a little bit. And, uh, you know, the other thing that was just crazy is how hilly it was. I don't think TV really does it justice how much up and down there is to like nine and down 10 and, you know, all those hills. It's like, it was, uh. It was a pretty good walk, but uh, but amazing nonetheless. What was your score that day? Do you remember? Oh boy, I think I broke eighty. Actually, I broke eighty. I think I was. Uh, okay. you know, we were around seventy eight, seventy nine. That was when we were kind of Holly and I were playing almost. <laughs> Brett and I were playing almost every day over at Preston <laughs> Trails, and uh, you know we 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 had a good life back then. All right. Well, what is your golf game like these days uh, with kids and and all that? 
Uh, you know, it's actually gotten better now that they're all in school. So that was a plus. You know, once we get off the get off the the clock from eight to three, I got about uh, you know good six seven hours there to kill, so I can uh, you know get a little workout in and try to stay uh, fit, and then go hit some balls and play some holes. So it's uh, it's actually gotten better once they all got in school. It was a little sketchy there when a few of them were at home. Uh, it was hard to sneak out of the house at times. <laughs> Yeah, and this invited celebrity classic you're playing in here in a couple of weeks, Tony Romo, Emmett Smith, John Smoltz, uh, Brian Erlacher, a lot of athletes from other sports. How do you usually fare against these guys on the course? Um, you know, it really usually comes down to Romo at the, t- at the end. I think we have we had a, a good little spat in, uh, in Tahoe last July, and, and I missed a couple pu- putts to be a part of that uh, playoff on 18, so... Um, yeah, he's, he's, he's got a solid game as everybody knows. And Jack Wagner, I don't know if you remember him from Melrose oh, yeah. Place. He's in the hospital. He's been a, he's been a lifer on that tour. So he's, he's a really solid player, but Smoltz is good. It's usually the cast of characters, Marty Fish, uh, Lefty, the, the, the tennis player. They, they, they're usually the same guys right there at the end. So it's just, uh, like always, it comes down to, making a few putts here and there and you're right there in the hunt so it should be it should be a fun guys get a little competitive too much i think it's their their last little hurrah of uh trying to get some competitive juices going and and sometimes it uh, it backfires because golf's not a friendly game at times (laughs) that's the truth yeah we're gonna see that we have our april fools open this afternoon with the guys who've never played before so Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's another ticket sporting event, uh, like those ones you used to come to when we used to play hockey, and we always got a big kick out of that. Oh, those are so fun. This is the great Mike Madano who's with us uh, on the ticket, and I'm, I'm assuming you've got uh, satellite or streaming to check in on the Dallas Stars. How impressed with you? Uh, how impressed uh, are you with the way they've played this year? Very much so. I think they've they've kind of got a, a little bit of a young nucleus that's very skilled and talented with Peskinen, uh, Ottinger, Robertson, of course, and uh, you know they got some good young, uh, quick, fast players, and it makes those old guys out there look very faster than they usually are. You know, I remember when they were slow, but now they look fast with the young guys around them. So it's uh, it's been they've been fun to watch. It's been a real good. Uh, you know, challenge all season long with with Minnesota, Colorado, and him, uh, and Dallas. So it's going to be tough. It's going to come right down to the end. And you know, unfortunately, one of the two of those teams got to play each other in the first round. That's what's tough. You know, usually, you know, you'd, you'd see that matchup maybe down in the the second round or even uh, you know the conference final. So, but it's 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 how it works out. But yeah, it'll be a little sprint here to the end, the last five or six games. But I, I like Dallas. Very deep, very strong. You know. You know, as you know, it starts with that goaltender, but and he seems to be at the top of the game when playoffs come around. So, they, uh, I feel like they're going to make a, a little bit of a pitch here and uh, possibly go deep. I think so. It's it's just how Colorado plays. I think how Vegas, um, you know, Seattle's kind of come out of nowhere and they've kind of surprised some teams here in the last part of the season. So it's, you know, it's just getting in that in that playoffs. You get into the playoffs and. Boy, anything can happen. There's always a major upset somewhere along the line, so you just hope you're not one of them. How'd you feel last week when Jason Robertson broke your Dallas franchise record for scoring in a season? That was that was an impressive moment when he got his 100th point. 
Yeah, it was. I, I think it was really neat for him. I think he's just been on a real good tear. And, I, you know, I just happened to be at the game. I didn't really know that uh, he was kind of closing in on it. And so I happened to be at the, the Coyote game that night. And, uh, you know, looking back on his goals, and I, I, the one he did score there from the slot, he, he kind of gave a little extra, like, fist pump. Like, there was, there was some type of meaning to that point. So, actually, then I realized that was the one that he broke the record. So I think he knew it in the back of his head. So he gave it a little extra, you know, celebration there. But uh, yeah, it was good for him. He had a he's, he's had a tremendous year. He's a he's a tremendous player. Great shot. Just a real talented, gifted guy. He just kind of knows where to go to score. And uh, um, you know, it's nice to see good American kid up there again. So uh, I'm happy for him. When you watch and you see just how loud it is at the American Airlines Center, you see young players like that, it has to give you flashbacks to just how how special that was when you guys moved here in 93. Within six years, you're skating the cup. We look back at that as just uh, such an awesome time. That, that, That must take you back to what... That what that was like for you making that move and not knowing how it was going to go here. Absolutely, I think we just all knew why we why in the world would you take a hockey team out of Minnesota and put them in Texas? You know, it's like it's the last place. It's like uh, you know taking the Cowboys and putting them in uh, you know uh, somewhere in south of Minnesota. It's like it just doesn't it, it wouldn't work. So, yeah. um, and we thought that right off the bat, we're like, wow, this this is a, this is going to be a joke. We're just gonna. Something's going to be figured out. We'll stay in Minnesota. We're not going to go to Texas to play hockey. And, you know, sure enough, we got a, we got a call a month later saying, hey, you know, get down to Texas and find a place to live. We're moving down there. We're going to have camp there. And we're like, wow, this is, uh, this is legit. So, but, yeah, it was a phenomenal start right off the start of the year. We had a great little following. I think it was just a real novelty at the start, and people were just excited to go see something different. And, and uh, I feel at that time we just really kind of – took hold of a a fan base that wasn't quite so into football or basketball or baseball or anything. And we just really kind of dragged them along and they've been there ever since, you know, they all been there 30 plus years as season ticket holders or whatnot. So, but yeah, then that, that late 90 run come in and then, you know, it was just, it was just something magical. I mean, the city was going crazy. I think reunion was, you know, just, uh, an amazing place to play. It was just so intense and loud. I, I just don't think we, we heard louder buildings in the day back in those game sevens against Colorado. And, um, you know, it was just uh, gives you chills. I, I just love thinking back about it. And, you know, we, we reminisce with guys and it was uh, an amazing time. So it was a, it was a great run. We, we certainly miss it that this time of year in April, you're thinking, man, those were some good years. Well, because of that, we imagine there'll be a, a a big gallery following you, and there's going to be a lot of people that are just thrilled to have you back in town playing uh, in the Invited Celebrity Classic. Can't wait to see you. Appreciate the time this morning. You got it, guys. Good talking with you. Take care. You too. We still have Gordo. Oh, unfortunately. <laughs> Sorry for you guys. Oh, no. My. Oh, he took a shot God. at Gordo. <laughs> you just sent him into a tailspin. Oh, poor guy. Get over it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see you. See you, gang. See ya. There yeah. goes the great Mike Madonna. <laughs> you guys used to, he used to come out to your late night show, didn't he? Yeah, we hung out at a bar one night when we did broadcasting there. Yeah. And then, 
where did I then run they got into too him big one and time? Didn't see him out as much. And then when I was doing the TV show, I remember his uh, wife at the time was yeah. a big watcher of that. Mm. We talked about that for a while. The great Mike. Mike Madonna. and I go way back. Oh yeah, way yeah. back. All right, what's next in the corner? Well, quite a conundrum. Next. Tiger's about to tee off. We'll have a Masters update in 15 minutes. But right now, Gordo's Corner, brought to us by Tylock George Laser Eye Care and A1 Locksmith Security and Sinks. Man, I just got to tell you, I'm just so nervous today. I'm so shaken. You know, this, this is the biggest day of my sports career. Kind of is. When you think about it. I mean, I've participated in, I think, two golf ticket events before. Maybe. Did One, I ever play in the Dunham Miller Open? Paul Stankowski mm. challenge. Yeah. That was uh, where I was playing against you, right, Giorgio? I played... You played with, from the tees. And uh, Paul Stankowski played with a six iron, and all you had to do was putt. Yeah, that was it. So, George, had you had your full complement of clubs. Mm-hmm. Paul Stankowski played using only a six iron. Yes, and then my goal, or my challenge, was that I think it was Paul got to place the ball, He got right? to place it. Anywhere on the green. On the Bridalwood green where he wanted it, yeah. Did we and play then, a full nine? And then I played I think so. only on the green. And the idea green? was who would win among the three of us. No, I think we played three holes. Maybe it was just three. Do you remember who won? You did. That's right. Yeah. I beat you and Paul Stankowski. You're 1-0 and in golf competition. Yeah. <laughs> And then wasn't there some other thing that I played? Generic. <laughs> what was the picture that Craig Rosengarten tweeted out of me wearing that crazy hat? Wasn't that a yeah. different? It was a, like the ticket. That golf? was in the Stankowski that challenge. Was? Yeah. Okay. That's how you dressed that day. That was you I on eighteen so. at Bridalwood chipping or putting downhill. I think. Yeah. <laughs> but it almost looks like I'm putting with just one hand. Was I only allowed to use one hand on the I th- putter? I think that was maybe in your follow through or something. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Well, today's the day. And you say I can go to the range early. Double check with Corby on that, but I swear we've had competitors hitting balls before the tournament, right? I think you're right. It's not always the best idea. A lot of golfers will tell you the range messes you up. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. But in this case, (laughs) it probably wouldn't hurt. And do I have to use... I guess I'll just go with whatever Conrad tells me to use, right? Yeah. Yeah, trust your caddy. Okay. Conrad! Because <laughs> I don't want to be switching out clubs all the time. Is there just one club that I could just pick? No, and just you're going to have to switch out. You need to switch out. He'll take them out of the bag for you. It's not going to be that hard. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, aren't they different lengths and stuff, too? Yes, Conrad will explain all that to you. I've not it's been fine. fitted for clubs. I think that's going to hurt me. I don't know. I don't think it will hurt. The you. media says you have been. <laughs> oh, really? Fake. Yeah. <laughs> uh, P1 Allen. Follow up on what you Junior was talking about, what I was talking about earlier about the numbers and the double zero that's now been introduced into. It's been in basketball, and now the single zero has been introduced into football. Yeah. And I said that I think double zero is unstable. The fact that it's a different number than zero is just mind-boggling to me. Uh, But Alan points out a positive could be the workaround for semi-retired numbers. Like eight here in Dallas. Somebody could actually start having zero eight. Right. If we are opening it up to just putting a zero in front of 
a number that already exists. Would look just as awkward as zero, zero. Right. So that was a way that you could compromise on something that should never be compromised, which never. is the uh, semi-retired number or retired number. You could do that with Emmett's number and have zero, two, two. Yes. See there? <laughs> All right. A situation here. What would be your ruling in this case? This is a, there's a particular subreddit that's, am I the ass? So huh. if somebody has a question as to whether or not they're being a jerk about a situation. We have a segment just like that on this station, right. on this show. No, right. you are a big jerk. But this guy shared the story, and we've had a, we have a lot of P1s that are in their childbearing <laughs> years and are having kids. And what to name a kid is always very difficult, very. particularly when the couple does not see eye to eye on it. And this dude tells the story about his wife. Her name is Melissa. He says, Melissa and I have been married for four years. She's eight months pregnant with our son. And Melissa changed her last name to his last name. Because she doesn't want to be associated with her last name. She has a lot of trouble with her parents and everything. So she just did the traditional thing and changed her last name to his. Well, a few weeks ago, her brother dies unexpectedly. Passes away of a heart attack at the age of 35. He said they were both shocked and devastated. And her great guy, who was always really healthy. And they were very close to him. Nobody sees it, saw it coming. So he leaves behind a wife and three kids, this brother. Of course, Melissa, his wife, is devastated, and she wants to name their son. It's about to be born after her brother. Uh, he says, I would not have any issue with it if her brother's name wasn't Charles. Because their last name is Manson. Oh, no. Oh, my. Well, I can't do it. But... Uh, you can imagine the emotion of the moment. Her brother has just I passed know. away, and she loved her brother, wants to name their son after her brother. Could we hide it in the middle as a middle name? Would that be any better? N- and graduation, would She wants him to be called, I mean, you could put it as a middle name, but she wants him to be called Charles. And I know what you're saying, George, but it is funny that to honor the person, we're going to hide it as the middle name. <laughs> right. <laughs> Now, as the wife, time passed, though, like uh, kids today, do well, they know this is who his wife's Charles, stance? Yeah. His wife's stance is that no one will notice or hardly anyone will notice or only old people would notice. I disagree. You can't do that. You but cannot his, name your son Charles Manson. This child's I'm sorry. <laughs> contemporary, though, they will not think a thing about it. That's Charlie. That's my buddy. I think that. I think that people will remember that name. Even younger generations will remember Go that name. Go to a yes. junior high Heck, today. This happened, that happened before I was born. I know. But that's you saw some of those movies, though, that obviously and stayed with you. There will still be movies about it. There was just one a few years ago yeah. with Tarantino. Yes, you can It's always going to be part also, of our American culture. Yes. He also has totally distorted history in that one, too. Why are you always so insistent that... <laughs> You, man, I want him to get Manson's story right. Well, maybe, just right. Maybe stick to the historical facts that it's Hitler a, didn't get killed in the theater and they didn't thwart the whole Manson murders with 
some superhero. It's just ridiculous. The superhero is a blowtorch, wasn't it? In the <laughs> yeah, pool. I guess so. Did you like the ending of that movie? Was that no, crazy? I hated it. <laughs> so they're disagreeing on this. And he's asking, should I let this go and just name our son after the guy who's been so important in Melissa's life? No. Sorry, he had an unfortunate name when it comes to this new last name. Now, Some people are saying, hey, just change your last name. Yes, that's an option. Okay. But then if you're the guy... Well, my parents are gone, and that's pretty important. Yeah. So, uh, But... That is a solid argument because you have the last name Manson. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, it's not like yeah, that's not. If you had the last name Dahmer or Hitler, you'd probably also think about changing it. Right. It's not out of line to ask to yeah. change the last name. There you go. Some people have suggested, well, why not name him after the brother's middle name? You know, so he has one of the brother's names. But as the poster pointed out. The brother's middle name is the dad's name, is Melissa's dad's name, and she's really on the outs with her dad. So you can't go that way. Right. But what do you do when... It oftentimes seems like when it comes to the kids, though, and for understandable reasons, doesn't the the female get 51% of the vote? I mean, she's carrying it. Yeah. Now, if they use a surrogate... Should the female still get fifty one percent of the vote? I'm the mother. I should. I'm you know in charge of the kids. And you're like, eh. hey, not really. Well, you know, I mean, you didn't. Uh, you didn't do the whole nine month thing. See, that's the reason <laughs> we were giving you the fifty one percent. We had this debate when our child was born a year and a half ago, and I did not like the name that my wife loved, and she didn't like the name that I liked, and. We ended up not naming the baby until about two days after the baby was born. We mm-hmm. still couldn't decide. Right. So we just had to each make a list that got away from our favorites, and we narrowed that list down. But it was a hard process. Yeah. And it's so uncomfortable because then you're giving a name that neither of you, uh, I'm not saying this happened in your case, but in general, that neither of you particularly was your favorite. Right. So nobody gets a favorite. Right. And then the kid's name becomes something that... that was each person's maybe third choice. Somebody said something, and it's very true when we were talking about having problems with this. They said, no matter what you end up naming your kid, a year down the road, two years down the road, you will say, I can't imagine having right. named her anything else. And it's right. like every name always fits the kid. Mm-hmm. Sure. I don't know about Charles Manson, mm. but... <laughs> Some people suggested that they should just lean into it and give him the first name Hitler. <laughs> Hitler Manson. God. No, 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 no. <laughs> well, and he's dealing with, you have to understand, though, he's dealing with a woman who's eight months pregnant and just lost her brother. At 35. So you're also limited Man. in the amount of time and yeah. the amount of energy yep. with which you can argue your point. Hey, um, sweetheart, you know, I just think that maybe you would not be so great and then if she keeps insisting he's got to relent right she's lost the brother and she's the one that's pregnant the problem is what she's not realizing is that outside of her there's a kid that has to live with it for the rest of his life and no one will hear that name and think oh he was named after his uncle that passed away right they will all think he was named after the mass murder yes 
So that's why the the husband in this case has to say, well, you know, I mean, can't do it. The kid's going to yeah. be alive longer than you, so I mean, <laughs> right? We really shouldn't do it for you or your brother. Let's do it for the kid, obviously. <laughs> this is going to sound weird, but I think in today's world, you can get away with the name Charles Manson. Mark, wait, wait, stop, stop the show. Mark and play for Peter King. <laughs> was that was that a drop just then? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't think so, George. You think you could go get to away? that junior high today and ask him who's Charles Manson? Not one of them can tell you. Okay, but you know that one movie or miniseries changes all that, and we're always recycling you're ideas. We're still making them. Okay. I mean, you think that kids today know who Jeffrey Dahmer is? No. You're nuts. That was so popular. That miniseries on Netflix was so yeah. huge. They know. Oh yeah, because of that. Okay, forgot about that. I hadn't watched it. I refused to. I, I started one episode, and it was just... It's, too, dark, too dark for yeah, you? Wow. I had to check out. According to U.S. records, since 1969, only about 40 people have been named Charles Manson. That could be in the top 40. Courageous parents there. That's 80 people who either didn't care or were very <laughs> ill-informed. <laughs> All right, Gordo. Thank you. That's we are all three sitting here like kids waiting on Santa Claus <laughs> to see if Ted Emmerich is going to work in a ticket. Is something? He's going to say and something. And he did at the very end. That's what happens in here. The reference to our public bathroom segment that we had last week. <laughs> oh, Ted is the greatest. That's what happens in here. <laughs> it was even better having to wait for it. To all the way yeah. to the end. I'm like, well, maybe not. First one. That's what happens in here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yes, we will have Masters updates for the next few days here on the station, courtesy Ted Emmerich and Westwood One. A reminder, KISS brings their end-of-the-road world tour to Dickey's Arena October 27th. Tickets go on sale tomorrow, 10 a.m. at Ticketmaster.com, or you could text SHOUT to 22126 right now for a chance to win tickets. One quick addition to Ted's leaderboard update. A lot of players at minus one, but now Adrian Moronk from Poland. Not familiar with his work. He's at minus two through seven. And Tiger just teed off. He parred his first hole, number one. I saw he was in a bunker on two. Oh. uh, But he hasn't yet finished two. So... You got some guys that are already making the turn, and the best score out there is minus two. Sounds like it's playing kind of tough right now. Yeah, very early still, but this may be this in the first half of tomorrow may be the best weather they have. Yeah, sounds like the cold front's going to roll in. It's going to get windy and kind of nasty over the weekend. Ted mentioned Kevin Na had to withdraw. Kevin Na and Mike Queer, the former champ. <laughs> They were the first two off today. Everybody else is playing a threesome. They were the first two off. And then Na had to withdraw, so now Mike Weir is making the rest of the loop by himself. How weird must that be? That is weird. Sometimes they'll give him what they used to call a marker, and someone would play with him. I don't Mm -hmm. know if that happens midway through the round, though, if he just is by himself. Yeah. Hmm. And we're getting some details coming out about the Champions Dinner on Tuesday night. Everybody wondered how that would go with all the live golfers there because there are several guys on the live tour who are former champions like Dustin Johnson and Pat Reed and 
Phil Mickelson. And by most accounts, everything went very, very well. It was just a bunch of guys, 33 of them, who are part of this exclusive fraternity, wearing their green jackets and having a good time. And apparently there was no live tour, anything brought up in conversation. Everybody said, we just talked golf, we talked about our families, things like that. But two of the champs, Fuzzy Zeller and Tommy Aaron, both observed to the Augusta Chronicle that Phil was very, very isolated and quiet and removed. Fuzzy said, we're just 33 past champions in a room all trying to get along. Nobody said a word about Liv. But Phil sat at the end of the table and kept to himself. He didn't speak at all. Tommy Aaron said, I wished him good luck, but I couldn't believe how quiet he was. Phil took a very low profile. He didn't say a word. That's the awkwardness that I was talking about. I, I didn't think there would be any sort of banter or talk about the live tour. They don't have to. They know what's been said over the last year. And Phil used to be kind of the life of the party. Yeah. That's the awkwardness. There's just there's a lot of bitterness going both ways. And I think that illustrates it more than anything, the fact that Phil was just sitting there not really saying anything. How difficult do you think it was for him to decide to come and play this year and be a part of all of these festivities? There had to be half, a good one, yeah. half of them that was saying... Uh, you don't want it, but you're going to look bad if you don't go. You love the tournament. You want it. Yeah. But you're going to maybe catch hell. That, and I think that there is, I think they're treating this, as I've said several times this week, I think the Live Tour players are treating this as a team golf event. Mm-hmm. And they want to all go, and if they're even if they're not going to win, they want to have as many guys as possible make the cut and get as many guys in contention and somehow make a statement that way. But as Shipnick said yesterday, that that really doesn't make any sort of statement. It's it's no one's saying that um Dustin Johnson can't win this tournament. Right. And, and if you are, that's I just don't think that's um that's very smart. Of course he is. But if it's a team golf thing, Phil hasn't been playing well, he's probably not going to help him very much. Yeah, they may have to drop his score. <laughs> Although weird things can happen at Augusta. Yeah. These past champions. Yeah. And he can get uh, get it going on the greens. I have a good feeling this week for my guy Jordan Spieth. You do say that every single well, week. But listen to this. Listen to this. You've heard the Easter Sunday thing, right? No. Last year, he won the Heritage on Easter Sunday. The okay. year before that, the Valero Open on Easter Sunday course this weekend easter sunday final round of the masters he has been playing better he said he's played he, he feels he's playing the best he has since 2017 that's the last time he won a major it's certainly not out of the question he's high on the vegas favorites chart to win this week but i see him the way you see gordo spieth could run away and win this thing he's that good and mm-hmm. he, he his game fits this course or he could miss the cut. He could sit down and start reading a book in the middle of Amen Corner. He's not going to sit down and start <laughs> reading a book. But I see, maybe not quite to the extremes of Gordo. But I could see him winning. I could see him blowing up. I think things are things. It's turning. Plus, uh, it was good vibes yesterday. Him playing with his little son Charlie in the par three tournament. If you saw him, he can barely walk, but he's putting on the greens. And His rolling son around is Charlie also? Sammy. Sammy. Did I say Charlie? Yeah. yeah Sammy. Uh, yeah, rolling around in the sand traps. I think that will relax him the day before the tournament. Okay. And 40 years ago this week, 
at Brookhaven Country Club, the R.L. Turner Golf Team won the Dallas Invitational. Wow, are you guys having a reunion? No, I just called Todd the other day. I said, hey, you know what happened 40 years ago today? And he didn't even know. I had to remind (laughs) him what happened. But it was just part of the karma of the week as we send it out towards Augusta and another guy who used to play at Brookhaven Country Club. All right, we'll see what Norm and Donnie are doing next. Can Ty Walker repeat as Mark Elfenbein overqualified? Will the great Gordo run away with the April Fool's Open? We'll find out this afternoon at Prairie Lakes. Coverage right here on the ticket starting at 410 with the first shot. I'm ready. Shotgun start. Yes, Tyler in there as well. Right now, Crosstalk is brought to us by Soto Weight Loss and Crest Luxury Cars of Frisco. We say hey to Norm and Donovan. Morning, morning. Morning, morning. Happy good morning. Hey to the musers. How we doing? I'm doing okay. The April Fool's Open that when Donovan played in it, and it was a while back because of the pandemic. Was that 2019? 2018? Maybe in 2019. 2019. Pandy hit in 2020. We may have taken a year off yeah. or so. 20 double we... zero. For, for some reason, I want to say 16, but that feels Maybe too early. Was it 16 or 17? It was about, I think so. So we took a year. Yeah, you're we right. Took some time off. You're right. 16. Yeah. Donovan swore, look, I'm not getting into golf just because I'm playing it, and all of a sudden he got the bug. Who knows, maybe Tyler will take up golf now or I told Junior Ty if he wins for a second straight year. Before we came back, you could put me in the April Fool's Open right now and I may not win. <laughs> Donnie After also all those years. I may not win. Yeah, you would. I don't think so. I think Ty still may get me. Donnie had a really good observation because we were talking about he and I are both worried we're gonna see too good a golf today we might like gordo might be good elf might be good tyler might be good ty we know is good jake might be good and what'd you say about watching good golf if i wanted to watch good golf i watched the masters (laughs) (laughs) i don't watch any one par hole even bogey hole i want to see i want to see terrible golf today farting and falling down water balls someone almost being killed like i almost killed the dude (laughs) off the tee the first year you will trust me it's gonna be wheels off he was so far to the side and almost (laughs) at the same like we were almost right across from each other and somehow my drive went right to (laughs) (laughs) right to the phone i think i still have the video it was like as soon as i hit it i went oh watch out yeah if you do come watch today, don't line the fairways like you do at the Nelson. No, no. Like that. I mean, you get, will die. Get behind don't, a tree. Don't even line the rough. No. <laughs> right. Get out of bounds. No, stand in the fairway. Exactly or, right. Yeah. Straight down the middle. That get is your group right yes. down the middle. That's where we ought to put the gallery. Is right, right in down the middle, middle of the fairway. fairway. <laughs> because if it gets to them, it's going to be rolling, right. so it's not going to hurt. Yeah. We could get those velvet ropes. Yeah, and have a long, thin gallery uh, inside the velvet ropes. What a great idea! <laughs> inside the fairway, yes. right down the middle, especially on the par five. Zero percent chance they'll get hit. But if you're standing to the side, even if you're by a tree, you may get yeah. plunked upside the head. Okay, maybe we'll do that this afternoon. Put them in the fairway. <laughs> what are you guys doing? A lot of mouths talk, man. Man, Huge what a day yesterday. What a day. It, it never stops. It really doesn't. It started with Man. Tim Hardaway Sr. and ended with uh, Kyrie going nutso in the fourth quarter. Like, what a crazy-ass day. Crazy. Yep. So we'll discuss that. We are going to uh, have a master's bet of our own hmm. and a draft, even though they've started, you know, 
Beware yeah. if you want to pick those guys at the top right now. It never works. But mm-hmm. oh, who are you looking at? Victor Hovland. Oh, whatever. Two after two. All right, what time's that? What's that? Big draft. Right Change at the top, draft. man. Okay. Right at the top. We need to get this going because they're, they've already started. So, a lot of basketball. Okay. That's Norm. That's Donnie's Donovan. Trying to they are next. Thanks to uh, Tyler, Fernando, and DJ for the great Gordo. And Junior Miller, I'm Giorgio. We'll talk to you this afternoon and talk to you again in the morning, 5 30 on the ticket. Broadcasting live from the TXU Energy Mothership at Victory Park, hard by the AAC. This is Sports Radio 96.7 and 13.10, The Ticket. KTCK-AM Dallas-Fort Worth. KTCK-FM Flower Mound. A cumulus media station. Grab your umbrellas as April showers P1s everywhere with hot sports opinions and fun and games. We splash around Kansas City for the NFL Draft. It's raining buckets and goals as the Mavs and Stars make their final playoff push. April also has the Masters. And we dodge lightning during the April Fool's Golf Open. And in first place, Craig Jr.